Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to The Shit Show. Kia ora, everyone. Welcome back to The Shit Show. Whoop, 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 whoop. We've got a really cool episode today about something kind of niche. Yeah, Lucy and I were having a discussion, as we do, and we were like, fuck, this would make a good podcast. Let's, yeah. Let's talk about it. So today's topic is snobbery. And snobs. And honestly, I cannot use the word snobs more than mm. twice without it losing all meaning. It's a very, like, strange word. Yes. Fun fact. One of our followers messaged us saying that this phenomenon when words lose all meaning is called semantic satiation. And I get that with snobs. Snobs. Anyway, snobs. We're all snobs and we all know snobs. Exactly. I don't think anyone's above snobs. No, even though, to get real meta, snobs would think that they're above (laughs) snobs because that's the whole point of snobbery. Honest to God, yes. Before we get too far into it, Liv, please, will you give us a definition of what snobbery is? Okay, so the definition of a snob is, the first one, a person with an exaggerated respect for high social position or wealth who seeks to associate with social superiors and looks down on those regarded as socially inferior. Okay. Which I don't think is really the snob we're going to talk about today so much. I think when we're talking about how me and you are snobby, we're not snobby in terms of how we look down on other people. We don't do that. But that is certainly a type of snob that you'll come to meet. Oh, absolutely. And you know, maybe that is a bit of subconscious snobbiness in all of us. There probably is. Got to call ourselves out. Exactly. But the second definition of a snob is a person who believes that their tastes in a particular area are superior to those of other people. Now that... That is where we kind of relate. (laughs) I think, so that you guys know that we are relatable, Mm -hmm. we should tell you all what we're snobs about. Oh my god, okay. I think I used to be a definite music snob. Yes. Preach that to the choir. (laughs) Preach it. Oh my god, like, I I just covered my mouth as a podcaster. (laughs) I saw that, I was like, Liv, we kind of have to be unmuffled. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, so... I definitely, I've really tried to work on my snobbiness. I think, fight the snob. We're going to, yeah, we're going to go into like the psychological reasons as to why we're snobs or other people you may may know are snobs. But yeah, definitely music taste. I would say social media, like TikTok. I'm a TikTok snob. Love, you are. I know. And again, it's another thing you've been fighting, kind of trying to fight your snobbiness because... We are a social media platform. We're a company built on social media. And you're snobby towards social media. I know. It's really, really interesting. What the hell? It's pretty complex. I mean, the thing is, is that people are also snobby towards us, despite any of the work we might be doing and helping people at least get a starting point to understanding things. They'll be like, 
I'm discrediting them because they are a social media platform. A hundred percent. We often refer to ourselves as a media platform rather than like an Instagram account because as soon as I tell people like, oh yeah, like I co-run an Instagram account, they're just like, oh yeah, like. Yeah, I know. Like, people just have this snobbery against us. real fucking snobbery. And it's like, bro, take social media seriously because it's literally infiltrating everyone's minds. It's running your life. It's fucking up your life. But if we take it and we use it for good, like we do, then you're stupid for really underestimating the power of it. Yeah. No one likes a snob. Oh, everyone hates a snob. I hate it when I come across a snobby and I've really tried to stop because it's a horrible trait. It is. And it's so ironic because... Being a snob, by definition, is trying to prove that you're better than someone. Exactly. But if no one likes you when you're a snob, then how can you even think that you're going to be better than someone? How oh does God. that even work? I know, I know. Layers upon layers. Upon layers. Oh, what else am I snobby about? Art. People used to have these prints in their rooms and they were yes. really basic because I paint and then I just see like, that would have taken them 10 minutes on Illustrator or whatever. And now I'm just like, actually get over yourself because they're cool. And that's interesting because I think there is a little bit of a difference between being an expert in a field mm-hmm. or actually knowing your shit mm-hmm. and being a snob for the sake of being a snob because you can be an expert and be critical but without pretending that you're better because you're an expert. Exactly. So this is where taste and snobbery differentiate. So having a refined taste doesn't make you a snob. It's a prejudice that you put on the people that don't have the same taste yes. as you. Fuck yes. And that's, yeah. that is huge in fashion Oh my well. God. Huge brand snobs. We know so oh, many brand so snobs. Many brand no, snobs. I've definitely been a brand snob in the past. Yeah, I mean. Maybe I think, even still now. I think I'm like a, if you don't shop secondhand a little bit, at least. Yeah. I'm a bit of a snob towards that. Yeah, because we're both very much thrift shoppers these days. Yeah. And I don't feel like I'm better than anyone else, but I no. feel like... The way that I'm thinking about shopping, you should all be thinking about shopping. Exactly, because of the ethics behind it. And it's like, why are you putting money into these mass consumption chains? But it's like, then you have to think, well, thrift shopping isn't inclusive for everyone because maybe you can't find your size and you have to go to a certain store to get your size. And so it's like, we can't be snobby because we don't know everything. Exactly. Everyone fucking hates a snob. and so. Yes, it's so important. Like, I love that we're calling ourselves out yeah, on our we're snobby ways. What, what are you snobby about, Luce? I am really snobby, and my brothers told me this last night when I told them that we were going to do this topic. Yuck. I'm snobby about words that I introduce to people or phrases <laughs> that I introduce to people. <laughs> what, like, shake my damn head? Yeah, so guys, I will start using a phrase really ironically and say things like, shake my damn head or that shit slaps or like shorten the word literally to lich and then naturally I use it so much because I talk a lot that our friends all start using it and it's my favorite thing but I can't just let that happen I have to be like at least in my head "Mm, I brought that to the table (laughs) like like, I was the one that started this yes that's like the same as being like I listened to this musician before everyone else listened to this musician and therefore I have ownership over them literally and that's another thing that I was talking about when Lord first got big and I hate this someone showed me her love club EP before it was like being listened to by the masses and I was such a Lord snob and I think I mean liking indie artists and being a snob about that is one of the most common Oh, the most 
Absolutely. I think it just comes hand in hand. No, I know. Because you feel, like you said, you feel ownership that you've discovered this artist or they're my secrets. Oh my God. Like back in year 11, we were so bad with that. Same with Broods. Oh, we were such (laughs) bad snobs. And like me and Liv are massive fans of this. And look, now we're telling the masses because we're proud of this artist. We were massive fans of someone called Banks. And the one thing that I loved was that she never went mainstream and I was like yeah she's still our little secret but like now if I met someone else that liked Banks I wouldn't be like "Mm, yeah I know her first I'd be like fuck yes like I rate her so hard absolutely I think both of the way that we think about that sort of shit has definitely changed we're very much like I love this you love it let's all love it like yes it's so much more fun to all enjoy something than to (sighs) be like "Mm, yeah I knew it first it is because we know those people that actually can't get enjoyment with other people because they have to have it to themselves and that sucks to be around it sucks to be around and it probably sucks to be yeah well I think that stems from their own insecurities and not fully knowing themselves and having to draw on outside things to get their identity that's getting very For deep. sure. My last thing that I've pinpointed that I'm a snob about, and mm-hmm. you are too, live in a kind of weird way, is our intuition. Oh, so, yeah. So, like, we know other people that can't pick up on things or intuitively just, like, know whether things are good or bad or okay or think really critically about things. Mm-hmm. And we're quite aware that our intuitions are fucking mean. Yeah. And... I think this is the one aspect where the horrible side of snobbery, and I'm really outing myself here, in terms of thinking that you're above someone comes into play. I never think that I'm above people, but I do think that my intuitions are better than others. Yeah. And I think I'm a self-aware snob in that respect. Honestly, I definitely... Do you agree? I Definitely agree. And that's why we love talking about our intuition to each other because we feel like no one else gets it. And that is snobbery in itself because it's like, they probably do. I'm probably just yeah. like overhyping my no, own intuition. we totally overhype <laughs> our own intuition. intuition. That my intuition isn't as good <laughs> as my intuition is telling me. No, literally. <laughs> no. And so I, because when I was thinking about this podcast, I was yeah. like, fuck, like I am not a snob in the generic way and mm. maybe even saying that is making me a snob because I think I'm interesting and like individual <laughs> honestly the self-awareness just cuts like, like is being really self-aware snobby because you are more aware of yourself than other people are or you I think it is if you cut it off there like if you're just like I'm really self-aware no one else is have you heard of the Dunning-Kruger effect? Yes. Yes. Tell tell the listeners. Okay. So for those of you who don't know, the Dunning-Kruger effect is this sort of like psychological phenomena. It's when people who aren't that intelligent think that they're really smart because they don't have the capacity to understand that other people can be smarter than them. The Dunning-Kruger effect is so about Mm self-awareness. Like, oh, well, you don't know what you don't know. Exactly. And when it's so dangerous to assume that other people can't see what you see. Mm, It's very, yeah, uh, yeah, it is. That's so interesting. Just a few other like common things that people are snobby about is obviously you've got coffee snobs, which is interesting because I know what I like in a coffee, and I like filter coffee, and I don't really like espresso, but that's my taste buds. I would never shit on someone for ordering a fucking flat white. Wine snobbery, which this is unique because I think a bit of the whole wine snobbery thing 
is kind of like performance and acting and like being able to think of the best adjectives and being able to do the whole swirl it around. Has it got legs? What does it smell like? What position is my nose in the glass? Honest to God, like what's its body? Like I don't even get it. I mean, Lucy and I have worked in wineries pretty much like our whole teenagehood. Yeah. And we still have no fucking clue about wine. We've grown up in probably one of the world's Best, biggest best wine regions re- yeah and we've worked across multiple wineries and we've done multiple professional tastings as in like we're getting taught the tasting notes yeah we have had the best wine training from some of the best like wineries especially in our region and me and Liv still drink eight dollar wine and would never yes. look down on anyone else for doing so I, it was actually really funny I went to a BYO with my friend and he bought two different bottles of rosé. One was expensive, one was cheap. And I made him blindfold himself. And I was like, okay, which one's the expensive one? And then he got it wrong. And I was just like, sorry, but this is, like, fucking love him. But yeah. Sorry, but this is what we all do. Like, yeah. we think, because we've spent $40 on a bottle of wine, that it's going to be fucking fantastic. And is that really the case? No. And, like, is it just... I mean, he probably bought those too. One of them's like, I'm keeping up my appearance of, yes. like, <laughs> I can afford or I have a good taste in wine. Yeah. And the other one is like, I need to get drunk like the rest of you, so here's the cheap one. Exactly. And and I do, I do really understand that some people, wine is their life, and to be honest, like... They will be able to taste mm. a good wine from a bad wine, I think and it know takes the notes. Years and years of experience, like actually being in the grittiness of the industry, whereas Lucy and I have kind of like skirted around it. Oh, a bit. we've been right in the throes of it, but just known that look, our careers aren't here. We're probably good at other stuff <laughs> instead of wine, like this dissecting snobbiness. <laughs> exactly. So yes, there's coffee, there's wine, there's fashion, which we've touched on. There's music. Reality TV. Okay, this is fantastic. This is a great tangent. Because I and you, we both fucking love reality TV, but we know people that shit on it. Because they still have in their heads this opposition between highbrow, Mm -hmm. liking high culture and high society things, and lowbrow, liking things that are available to the masses. Exactly. I mean, that's not the perfect definition, but that's the way I kind of interpret it. Yeah, and it's also about like, Watching the working class, if you bring it back to this classist, you know, definition of snobbery, especially in places like England where you're watching Geordie Shaw, Mm -hmm. you know, like a lot of people are just like, ooh, those people aren't worth my time. Why are you watching that trash? Yeah, it's drivel, it rots your brain. Like, and it's like, actually, it can say some very important shit about society. I'm sorry, I'm going to understand the workings of a human more by watching Love Island than I am going to watch an opera that I don't understand and I'm trying to keep up my appearance by going to. I agree. We're all part of it. Like, we like to watch reality TV because it mirrors us, but in a really, really emphasized way. Oh, hyperbolized for sure. But we love it because, one, it's entertaining, yeah. obviously, and two, like... When I watched Love Island, I was feeling so confident. I was like, I can fucking say what I want, do what I want. Like, these people are out here just living their best lives. We had a fucking Love Island party because we were like, we're going to invite everyone around and, like, we're going to share all of our confessions to the confession cam. And we did. We set up a confession cam in one of the bedrooms. It was an old iPhone and it recorded all night. And then we edited it into our own episode of Love Island. Like, that is how 
unsnobby we are to reality TV. We were fully immersed. Actually, we should do a whole episode on Love Island and the way that it impacted us. We because really should. I would love to play some sound bites from that episode that we made. That's yeah, actually really that's a really good idea, idea guys. <laughs> Stay put for that yeah, one. Stick around because juicy shit. That is so juicy. So yes, Liv, I think reality TV and mm. the way that that really shows us the highbrow, lowbrow part of snobbery. Absolutely. Very, very good one to bring up. Okay, food snobbery. That yes. is such a thing. And this, I think, is something that really shows the parts of society that can afford mm-hmm to eat quote-unquote well and the parts that need to buy food to live. Absolutely. It's like a physical sign of privilege. Your taste buds. Your taste buds are. I mean, same with wine. It's a physical sign of privilege. And, yeah, people that are food snobs are coming from such privilege because they've been able to have good food their entire lives. Exactly. It would be interesting to hear from a chef or someone talk about this because maybe they'll have some counter-arguments, but... Yeah, I mean, Mm. we've met some really cool chefs that are all about kind of getting food from the land and using what's available. And I think that is such a good way of making food that's accessible to everyone also really fucking good and not snobby. Exactly, because it doesn't have to be fine dining to be a fucking mean meal. I know. Okay, Liv, I'm real interested for us to talk about why we think we're snobby and why we think maybe other people are snobby. And I think you're going to agree with what I'm about to say, but I think largely it comes from insecurity. I definitely agree. And I think a lot of the articles I've read around researching for this agree with us there as well. Yeah. I think if we were fully secure and, you know, at one with ourselves and who we are, then we can enjoy and consume things without telling people. You know, we can do it for ourselves and we can like it for ourselves. It's not a performance to make us feel superior. Oh my God, absolutely. It's so intertwined with insecurity and low self-esteem because belittling something to make yourself feel better about yourself is kind of the crux of snobbery. It's the crux of bullying. Literally, yeah. It's humiliating something or someone to prove that you are above it is like to prove that you're above the shame you feel about not either not knowing something or not having something. Mm-hmm. It definitely stems from feeling like you're missing something or maybe not knowing your identity and being jealous of people that do or needing to like push this one thing that you think makes your identity onto everyone else. absolutely. It's a sign of having rigid thinking. So it means that you find it really hard Ah, to think in other ways that you usually do. And I was reading that this can cause really poor judgment because you can't be critical about your own thoughts. So an example of this is the British aristocracy Mm -hmm. back in between the two world wars. The upper class citizens, they had really rigid thinking around class and around you know, who should excel in society, that because of this, their judgment was really poor and they were supportive of Hitler's ideal. Yeah, the whole we're above you thing, that is so interesting. And I think the idea of snobbery coming with rigid thinking is completely true because we've been talking about being able to think critically and that's how you become more accepting of everyone. And that's how me and you can call out our snobbery is because we've really critically looked at ourselves. And that's how we can fight against it. Exactly. But people that are still so stuck in their ways. 
stuck just, in the ways that is the that is the term I was about to use that is literally rigid thinking in a phrase because if you think about people that we call stuck in their ways oh you know my my yes. racist old uncle he's just stuck in his ways it's like no he's fucking not he just is choosing to still think he's better than other people exactly snob not saying that snobbery is equated to racism love I know you've kind of done a bit of looking into this yeah because when I was really you know getting to the depths of what snobbiness is basically being a snob is being prejudice and I was like I know there is a difference between snobbery and racism Mm -hmm. absolutely and I don't want to minimize racism Racism. but I think sometimes snobbery is not held to like a harsh enough account I agree so me and Liv were actually having a really interesting off mic conversation about this and we kind of came to the conclusion that not to generalize here but in America racism is seen as racism Mm -hmm. and in the UK racism like with Meghan Markle, Mm -hmm. is seen as snobbery. And let's be real, everyone. When we think of snobs, we kind of think of a British kind of looking down their nose at you person. We almost think of the royals. Oh, my gosh. We absolutely do. It's really interesting because I found this article and it's titled... Megan and Harry, the British original sin is snobbery, not racism. So basically the author, I'm not going to go into detail here because it's kind of confusing, but he was talking about how American race relations are getting confused with British race relations and that they shouldn't be because they're really different due to how slavery um Manifested in Manifested the UK, in the UK. yeah, the difference between... And this was like an old white guy writing this out. Oh my god, yeah, like... Just to yeah, see the Not scene. to generalise, but, you know, we yeah. all get the drift. And basically he was saying that, no, the royal family aren't racist, they're just snobby. And no! Yeah, and it's like, well, is that any better? Like, it's not an excuse. It's not an excuse. Snobbery, one, isn't an excuse for racism. They no. are two different things. But two, like, why are you prouder to say you're snobby against a whole race yeah. than saying you're racist? It's the, like, you know. Yeah, yeah, it feels like it the same feels. thing, right? And I don't know, I'm sure you could fucking write a PhD about this, but, like, so, so interesting. It's really interesting. And he was saying that Meghan Markle would have slotted in just fine into the class system if she didn't fight against it and that's where the snobbiness came from is the fact that she was sort of like fighting against, fighting the, against system. the system oh no i know it was a really really problematic article i wonder if that was like written by someone in the royal family to yeah, be like I, to be honest probably i mean like probably. connections you know literally i mean we've all seen the interview between harry megan and oprah haven't we exactly exactly hell, that's really interesting snobbery or needing to feel like you're better than someone else or your tastes are better than someone else's obviously comes from either a lack of your own identity Mm -hmm. and needing to draw on outside things to gain your identity or just low self-esteem and feeling like this makes you cooler than the person that you're with or smarter or more highbrow. I know from my own life experience that when I'm feeling snobby, I'm low-key feeling a bit shit about myself. And so I sort of need to be like, Oh, yeah, well, like, you guys listen to drum and bass. <laughs> it's like and you need to assert 
your I, like superiority exactly because like, you're feeling like shit. <laughs> like, and it happens to me so much with music because I do gigs, and that's not an excuse to be like my taste is better than everyone because yeah. I sing once a week. Like, <laughs> fuck off. Like, people can like shit and be really interested in it mm-hmm. without being an expert in it. Exactly. Like, people are real big into music and they don't do gigs every week, and like, but they we... probably know ten times more than I do. Exactly. And so this is why snobbery is such a fucked up but really pervasive, pervasive really, thing. really ingrained in all of us and I don't think any of us are exceptions so look at your own snobbery guys yeah actually please pick apart your own snobbery and honestly come to us and tell us what you're a snob about it's been kind of cathartic be like putting my hand up being like I know I am a music snob I (laughs) am a word snob and an intuition snob I'm an intellectual snob to be honest we're like the opposite of intellectual snobs because we are the first to say we're not experts in things because we don't want to come across as snobs we're snobs towards people that think they're experts when they're not they're not and that actually brings me to one more point Mm. that you can be highbrow and not be a snob as much as you can be into the more lowbrow things and be a snob to exactly. the upper class. Yeah, you know? because there's inverse snobbery yeah. as well. And I think that's where we nestle in between. Yeah, them. I would I would say so. But yeah, like you can be you can be really into reality TV and be a snob to people that are going to the opera, like I said before. Yeah. Like lowbrow can be snobs to the highbrow. Exactly. Which is where the first definition that you read out needs a little bit of expansion because that was mostly Mm. about like being superior in society and like looking down for sure yeah because inverse snobbery is such a thing i think especially in new zealand where we really pride ourselves on like oh she'll be right we're down to earth we're whatever and then we look at people with money or people with certain like thoughts and or things that have been afforded to them from childhood that other people haven't had afforded to them exactly and so we're almost like if I can do what you're doing, but I'm I'm from a small town in New Zealand and I went to a public school and I'm still doing as well as you're doing. Like, I yes. can almost be a little bit like that. This is a snobbery. huge part of snobbery that we haven't touched upon is education. Yeah. Snobbery. And I know in New Zealand there's quite a... There's no private schools around us, so that's our norm and we fucking loved it and we're still doing everything that we could have done if we went to a private school. Which is interesting because in the UK, I think their private schools are actually called public schools, so this is a little bit confusing, but they have a major hierarchy with their universities, and so people will go to like expensive schools to get into these really prestigious universities, whereas we don't have that in New Zealand at all. So it's like people go to private schools and then we're sort of all in the same Playing field. It's like the US with the Ivy League schools and like how they're not actually better. They just have more money and more hype around them. You know, like it's just wild. And then that goes into like work snobs and then class snobs. Because if you go to an Ivy League, you're going to get the best job and then you're going to get the most money. And then here we go. Yes. And then you're fucking separated. And this is where social segregation comes from. Guys, snobbery. It's a legit thing. Snobbery. Leads into so many social issues. So honestly, check your snob. Check, check yourself. Check your snob. Check your snob. Is that what we should call this episode? Check, check your, your snob. snob. <laughs> would people click it if we called it check your snob? I don't know. I don't know. I would. I feel like I've heavily checked my snob in this episode. I feel like this has been a huge checking of my snob. I mean, it's been a great ride. It's been Talking a journey. Yeah, yeah, I've kind of loved it. And yes, the word snob has lost 
absolutely all meaning oh to me. Oh my god, what was point. it called? Semantic. Semantic satiation. There we go. To be honest, it'd be funny to do a snob count and count the amount of times during this episode that we said snob, snobbery, snobbishness. Oh my god, maybe someone can turn it into a drinking game for us. Oh yeah, true. That'd be fun. Maybe next episode we can drink to it. Drunk episode? I'd love to do a drunk episode. Oh, would I? Oh, I'd be scared. We'd get anxiety and then we'd get it from the rest of the world that are listening to this. Or maybe we can put it out so we got anxiety then be like, hey, listen to an anxiety yeah. episode. All right, team. I think we might have to leave it there. Yeah, I think my brain's about to explode. I think we're all snobbed out. But as usual, please leave us a rating or a review. It really does help us a lot. Um, please come and talk to us on Instagram at oh Shit You Should God. Care About or at Always. The Shit Show. Love, where else can they find us? You can find us on Facebook, Shit Show Squad, also just Shit You Should Care About on Facebook. Yeah, you can also come to shityoushouldcareabout.com. I mean, we're pretty much everywhere you need us. So yeah. please, there is no excuse for you to not be coming and hanging out with us. Bye, everyone. Bye, guys. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. 